What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back to episode 61 of the Players Club podcast. This episode uh, brought to you by that one scene in Family Guy where they had a whole bit where Fat Albert got diabetes and had to cut off his leg. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, if, if only real life was was so great for all characters created by um, or God damn it. I already fucked up the joke. Screw it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, long story short, I think that Fat Albert live action movie is not terrible despite the person who made Fat Albert being terrible. But we're going to slide past that and go on to the people that are on the show today. I am Emmett Watkins Jr., as you hopefully already know. And hopefully already know the other regular on the show with me here today, Alan Mir. How's it going, homie? It is going good. All right. That's good to hear. Hopefully. Oh, God. Hopefully I don't whiff any more jokes during this podcast. We'll see. We got at least another hour to go. So let's, let's not give myself enough slack on the rope to hang myself. So. In any case, this episode's going to be a pretty fucking good one. Um, this one, we, we've been doing a lot of, like, big old episodes, a lot of E3 stuff, a lot of guests, a lot of just everything all up and down the cosmos. Today, we're going to go ahead and pause for a second here at the halfway point of summer. We're going to go back, look at some of the E3 predictions that we made earlier, see if we were accurate with some of those, and then let some of the rest of them wait because, oh my god. Did you hear that thunder just now? Yeah, I heard something, oh. but I wasn't sure if it was thunder. <laughs> yeah, that's thunder. Yeah, I we're we're both on two opposites of uh, of Mother Nature threatening us. Where uh, Al's in a heat wave, and I got rain coming my way soon. So uh, hopefully, there's no disconnects during this episode. So we'll see. Hopefully, the wires don't melt in up up in the north. But uh, in any case, we're gonna look at our E3 predictions and go over the ones that we can, and then just wait on the other ones. And then we're going to make some predictions on what we're hoping to see in the next couple of weeks, which is a state of play from PlayStation. Um, they've been absent the whole E3 time, and it seems like they're overdue for some new stuff. So we're going to go over some of our predictions and see if we knock anything out of the park in the next couple of days. Uh, but first, before we get to that big old topic of the show in the second half, let's go ahead and start off with our What We're Playing segment. Um, one of the games I put in there right at the last minute because I was playing it right before we started recording. Uh, but before we get to that, let's get to another one that we talk about on this show often. Feels like every other month we bring this game up. Um, but tell me, why are you hopping back into Fallout 76 this time, Al? So, as you know, and as uh, as as the people who watch the video on the YouTube channel know, we did it. Me, Graydon, and Josh did a VG game night of Fallout 76. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Had a roaring good time. So, so I've heard. Yeah. It's the point where Josh went, like, went and just, just charged through and leveled at least 20 times. Oh, shit. So, y'all got back in now that he's, like, on your level? Uh, no, he's actually far. Like, he's far. He's, he's a higher level than me and Graydon. He's, like, level 24, 28. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> like, he got, he got in there. I did not expect that. Shit, good for him. So are you trying to catch up with him now? Well, first I was playing on PC, and I was doing the quest that we spent the whole, all three videos trying to complete, which was to get the people to show up to, like, in the beginning of uh, uh, Wastelanders, when you have to make the uh, crane, or lure the people out to the, the crane treasure hunting thing. Oh, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I know. I, I remember trying to do that mission and then not understanding what was going on or what was wrong so i just like backed out of it but yeah i know that mission yeah 
Yeah, and I I chose the way the way I chose to go about doing that mission on in the video was instead of taking all the bits and like little junk, all basically the junk I had, and just creating crafting the sign and then crafting a, like a generator so I could power the sign like then the signal. Okay, I got you. I decided to go about the go about it the longer way. Oh boy! <laughs> so I take I uh, take out like set up my camp, build the sign, and go to a local or the a nearby radio te- like radio like a broadcaster, huh. and load a holotape in to broadcast it through the tap the sign I created. Huh. Okay. And I realized, like, oh, this, this is like a, like I, have, I haven't played Fallout seventy six on PC in quite a while, and like, hey, was the the Let's Plays were on uh, Xbox, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got. You. And I'm like, oh, this is this is actually much better than I remember it being. And then uh, I ran ran into some uh, I'm forgetting the name, the the this the original enemy types for the game. Oh, the scorched. Scorched. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I go to the, like, I find, like, at the broadcasting area. There's a bunch of them there. Go in, kill almost all, pretty much all of them. And then I hear something. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm yeah. I'm walking around, like, picking up whatever I find. I look over and I see a Scorched, and he's just sitting there. Or he's just standing there with, like, just completely frozen. So I just... Take my hunting rifle, aim for the head, boom. He he drops he actually um sinks down. So it looks like he he pulled a uh a he pulled a kitty pride. Oh, okay. By going like going to the floor but then got cut off at like That's the kind of terrifying. Yeah. And I then decided you know what, I mean, it'd be better if I played on Xbox. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that seems and I, I didn't play much, but I'm thinking of like the next time uh, Graydon and Josh want to do uh, Fallout 76 game night, which Josh really wants to do. Maybe hit it up on uh, Xbox instead of PC or uh, actually vice versa, because y'all started it on Xbox. Cancel that. Yeah. Really? Uh, I, I don't know if that's... I know for me, it's harder for me to record uh, gameplay on PC than it is for... Oh, no, no, oh, no, no. I meant, um, like, I'm, I, tr- I stopped I stopped playing, like, at a certain point on P- a PC, went back to Xbox, because I have a feeling I'm gonna be, we're going to be doing more gameplay stuff on there. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, I was a little bit confused there, but, I mean, in any case... I. What's the what is the update? Didn't they just drop an update for Fallout seventy six? Uh, I think they announced one. Uh yeah, they announced the pit at E three. Yeah, the I private wish... worlds and on the private worlds, the um uh expeditions. Expeditions. Okay, yeah. I, I know that one's here. Uh, I'm looking up the roadmap right now just to see if they dropped anything. Oh, the y- oh you mean the what they they announced at E three? Yeah, they announced the pit expeditions the, at E three. They also announced um the Brotherhood of Steel, like, basically choose, like, Civil War type thing they're doing. That's the one. I think that one came out recently. Yeah. Steel Rain. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I 
I'm gonna tell you what, man. I especially the Xbox version, since it's all frame rate boosted and everything on series consoles. I've been thinking about hopping into 76 myself just a little bit. I haven't been seriously entertaining it, but it's on my console still. And every now and then, I think I've gone through the opening now, so where I'm in the open world. But at this point, this will be my third time going through the opening of Fallout 76 because I I got to like level 30 on PS4. And then once I got a PC, I was like, let's play this at a not horrible frame rate. So I played it on PC up to like level five. And now I'm on Xbox doing the same thing. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I'm really, I'm playing this game a lot, but uh, it is a little bit demoralizing, but I don't, now that you guys are doing the, the, uh, the game nights and everything, I mean, what level are you on Xbox? I am level nine or 10. Oh, okay. That's not bad at all. I can, I can catch up on that with enough time. Uh, perhaps I'll go back and see if I can rank it up because we've been wanting to do, because I've been wanting to join in on a game night since the one that started it all with the whole messy mashup thing. So, um, yeah, we'll 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 see about that. I I got way too much other stuff to play, and I just put it up to a poll: what's the next game I should play on Twitter? Not too long ago, so uh, Lord knows I need to straighten my shit out before I throw something else on my plate. But uh, Fallout seventy six still a decent game, it seems like, right? Yeah, and it just because I play the game since. So when more or less since launch, it just feels weird seeing NPCs walk around. Yeah, <laughs> I like, understand that. I was like on PC. I was making my way to the the like the radio tower mm-hmm. or broadcasting yeah. tower, and I see a settler, and he goes, and I, or you get you get an option to say like this is a great, this is a beautiful place. Like I've been I've been here since before you guys came back and he just Wait. says do you want to know the best spot in Appalachia and I, and I go uh, like where the best spot to go to be is and I go my character goes uh, where and he says right here which I, I or is that like a like a secret thing like do you want to know a secret this is the best area in the in the area like the, but this is it's basically the best area I don't know about that one chief yeah like heavy bias there I'm basically where I where I was on on PC. I'm where I was on Xbox, where like I have to talk to the raiders at the lumber mill. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm following you. I mentioned I mentioned this on our previous episode where I got I somehow like got the guy want one of the people I was chose to meet up with wanted a deathclaw egg, or he just wanted he wanted a an egg, and he said go to this place. And I checked my map and said, and like it said, or I was in the water, the irradiated water, and says, discovered Deathclaw Island. And I'm like, nope, nope. And I just got got the hell out of there. Yeah, that's definitely not where you want to be, especially that early in the game. But um, yeah, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, hopefully. Oh, man. What I was going to say is it's a dog-eat-dog world. Hopefully you're not the dog meat. Then I remembered Dog meat died like a couple days ago. The yeah. dog that was modeled after River, character. yeah, River, yeah. So no RIP to the homie. Um, and I'm gonna swallow that joke because that would not have sat well if I continued as is. But I, I will say, case, mm-hmm. I will say, I chose to, like before I, I turned off um at the game, I went back to Vault 76, and oh. I, I, I don't, I automatically got got um like 
uh, what's the what's the term? Got nostalgic. Uh, I got. I basically just got forced into a little event. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, Shanghai. That's the term. Oh. Okay. Shanghai. You got duped. You got smickledorfed. That type of thing. Yeah, and I'm hold like I'm at. I'm looking at what one of the the one of the robots that's near like when you walk down the like the overlooking area of Appalachia after you leave Vault Seventy Six. Okay. I, I I see what looks like a dog with a like a marker on its head. I'm like, oh what oh this is adorable. And then it just says vicious wolf or vicious vicious dog. Oh no. <laughs> so I had to kill the dog. God that and it, and it gave me a reward. <laughs> I no no not the best thing. Not then, the best way to reward that. Then then there was a vicious wolf, which is a, like a looked like a hellhound. Oh my god! And because my reflexes are just crap right now, I just started hitting, like hitting it with my gun. Then my gun broke, so I started punching it to death. <laughs> which, oh boy, listeners, never try to uh, punch a wolf. Yeah, you're probably gonna lose. And I chose, and right as I was like, oh, okay. Hey, look, balloons. I wonder if I can break these. Punched it, popped. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I could burst these uh, these ones. Popped. There you go. It's all coming together. <laughs> it's just those little those little little things that you just. I wonder if and, and it turns out again. Yeah, it it's good to find those things in Fallout seventy six, especially where it feels like everything you're supposed to interact with is very obvious. So when there is a little bit of a small effect here or a small thing here, it's like, oh, okay, they did have that extra detail because. No offense, because I, I Fallout seventy six is a pretty decent game now, but especially at launch, having like small little details there, it's like, oh wow, that's more thought put into this game than you would expect. But it, I don't know, I don't want to roast the game too much because, like I said, it's decent now. But um, in any case, I uh, yeah, shout out to Fallout seventy six. But I've been playing a completely different type of game, um, and I'll go ahead and start since it seems like we both have remasters on here, so we'll we'll keep those bunched together towards the end. Uh, instead, I'm going to start with, uh, instead of Slay the Spire, like I had on here, because I procrastinated on cleaning my room for a good two or three hours the other day because I was just stuck in Slay the Spire. But I took that off because I've already talked about it in lieu of talking about Proteus. Have you seen or heard anything of Proteus? I've seen it. Like, not the game, not the gameplay, but I've seen it talked about. Okay. Well, if people are curious, definitely look this up. Um... Here, let me see if I can pull up a video for gameplay. Um, I learned about this. Oh, wait. Wow. Okay. Let me let me make sure we say this. This is going to be in the description of the podcast so people know. But for the sake of me just realizing what I've done, the game I played is Proteus, not Proteus. So Proteus is the walking simulator game from a couple years ago where it's just a bunch of uh, procedurally generated, like, 8-bit graphics and it looks really pretty and it's very relaxing and calm. Prodeus is the Doom-inspired first-person shooter with ultra-violent weapons that just got added to Game Pass. <laughs> oh my god, very different here. Very, very different. Um, I'm gonna show here, I'm gonna throw you a, a little clip here so you can see what I'm talking about since... So, which one were you thinking of? Were you thinking of Proteus? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Nah. 
I, I, Proteus is definitely not the game I played this week. Yeah, um, I just I thought, wow, that's 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 definitely different. That's like a that's that's <laughs> a that's me. a that's a different that's a change from it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I did play that uh, Prote- Proteus. I did play back in the day on Vita for a little while, and I was like, all right, this is cute, but. It, I get what the game is within 10 minutes. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But Proteus, oh my God. So basically, Proteus is, uh, when I say it's Doom inspired, I mean, I think Proteus is basically what the Doom games would have been if they kept being the same thing after Doom 1, 2, and 64. If they just kept making that same game, but just bringing it into the future, Proteus is what that game would be. Um, so like I said, it's already first person shooter and it's, it's kind of 3d, but it's kind of not where everything's made of pixels. Yeah. Did Devolver have a hand in this? I don't think Devolver had a hand in it. Um, I think this is cause I actually saw this thing's been in uh, early development for a long time. Uh, so here I'm looking at publishers. It's actually published by humble games, which is really weird so the humble the hun the the humble bundle guys over there they publish games now this is one of theirs and it's been in early access for a long time on steam that's actually how i heard about it there's this youtuber that i used to watch a lot because he used to review a lot of obscure first person shooters and then the more i watch his videos the more i realize he's kind of a piece of shit so i stopped watching him but he like most youtubers out there (laughs) like a lot of them like a lot of them uh, but in any case, I thought that game looked cool. So when it got added to Game Pass a couple days ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. I got about two hours before the podcast starts today. So let me go ahead and uh, give this thing a shot. And man, this I played this for almost the entire two hours and totally lost track of time. So yeah, this game is really cool. Basically, how do I explain this? It, it's the same labyrinthi- labyrinthian labyrinth-like design <laughs> that Doom is, where you're getting key cards and you're going to one corner here, you're trying to find the switch to switch so you can progress. Um, you're picking up pickups off the ground, you're picking up ammo, you're picking up health, you're picking up armor chunks, things like that. Um, it's very much so that type of game, but the gunplay is a little bit more involved, where it's not just like you have the full axis of motion when it comes to where you look. So you can look up and down, it's not strictly just like Doom. Um, but when you shoot people, there's actually dismemberment here to where, yeah. Click- yeah, it's very strange. You probably saw it in gameplay, right? Yeah. This looks like if doom one and two, and then let's, this looks like what doom three could have been or could or should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this is what doom three should have been. And then it would have made an even more, it would have made more sense for doom 2016 slash doom eternal that direction seems like it's progressing from this point rather than progressing from what Doom 3 actually is. Um, It's very strange. And it's really impressive because it's one of those games where it is, like, I know a lot of people are tired of, like, uh, pixel graphics in an indie game. Like, of course, here we go again. But this just looks striking in a way to where it doesn't feel like an indie game. Like, and and also the pixel graphics don't feel like pixel graphics. It just kind of blends in and to where you're just paying attention. Every now and then you'll notice, like I, I'm sure this is by design, but like, for example, if a dead body's on the ground, instead of it being a 3D model to where you just look at this 3D model of a body on the ground, it's a flat 2D model, but that model switches every time you change the angle on it. So if you move from right to left, it's the same 3D model. But when you get a little bit closer to it, it accounts for that like 
you'd see a little bit more of the three-dimensional shape as you got closer to it. And it has like about like six or so transitions until you get right on top of it. And then that sprite has changed into an overhead view versus the uh, 30 degrees view and the 90 degree view, like that type of thing. It's it's very trippy. I, I really, it's something you have to see to understand fully, but uh, it's really cool. And like I said, the dismemberment there, um, you can blow off legs on some of the enemies and then they'll crawl towards you. You can blow off arms, you can blow off heads, you can blow off literally for some of the enemies with the shotgun, you can just blow off the entire top half of their torso. And it's not physics based. They're not like their body parts aren't going around the whole level, but uh, they fall down and it's like very cool, very satisfying. And um, I've only played the first two levels. Uh, like I said, I've only put about an hour, maybe an hour and a half into the game. And I had a lot of fun with it. I think I'm going to play some more of it, but I am a little bit, I don't know if salty is the word, but it is a, it's in game preview. So this is a somewhat pre-release product that we're getting here through Game Pass, and it's fun. I would love some achievements. I would love some stuff like that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for achievements, despite me playing a shit ton of... Uh, yeah, despite you being Mr. the trophy man. Yeah, I... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I'm the trophy man because I just like getting rewards for playing games. Like I I like that I like not only just getting trophies, but I like achievements as well because it's like, oh, here's a little reward that goes outside of the game. Because you can reward me in the game as much as you want, but once I'm done with the game, that reward means nothing. Um, I like getting those achievements because then it's something to track once I'm done playing. And then also game I pass. just like the fact wait, what about Game Pass? Like the uh, like if a game is on Game Pass and you get a certain amount of achievements, oh, you'll get... yeah, the game like the Game Pass uh, reward like quest system. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm already on that. That's <laughs> that is something. You you want to know how many points I have? Because this Microsoft Rewards is how they give you the rewards points. Guess how many points I have on Microsoft Rewards? Guess uh, uh, five fifty thousand. Oh fuck! You're you're weirdly close. Um. Right now, I'm at 49,183. Is that so like that all is, time? Um, not all time. Just this is what I have in my account right now. All time is probably actually lifetime points is 146,000 points. It's like all the points I've ever earned in my entire life. So, yeah, I if I here's the thing. If I had never spent any of my rewards points on any anything, I easily could have had enough points to get a custom controller right now. Like, I could just get a custom Xbox controller completely for free, no payment, nothing, and still have a good, what, 60,000 60, points left over? So, yeah, I'm crazy about that stuff. So, uh, with, with Proteus being part of Game Pass, I am getting some of those little rewards points just by interacting with Game Pass and getting stuff like that. But, uh, man, I, I want some actual achievements in there. That will be fun. And honestly, despite it being a game preview, this thing feels very fully featured. Like, it seems like they got everything there. Uh, level design seems like it's on point um, for what it's going for. Uh, like I already said, gunplay's fun. Graphically, it looks incredible. It's not really, you know, it's not like The Last of Us Part Two, but for the style it's going for, it looks really fucking good and really fucking cool. Um, and honest, also, there's a part of the game I didn't even interact with. There's a level editor in this game where I think it's, I haven't really messed with it at all, but it seems like they're trying to do the Doom thing where people made a whole bunch of custom Doom maps, 
it seems like there's a whole there's an online section where you can look up custom maps from other people and play them um i didn't mess with it at all but it seems like you could even get more out of this game after you're done with the campaign by just playing with the map editor and seeing what people make there uh kind of bringing back that shareware vibe of the original doom game so uh yeah i'm fucking with it heavy man it looks really really neat so as i I have to say though when you said level editor you'd think i'd go i my brain would go to doom oh no what did it go to (laughs) it went to um the the the, the bad far cry games on 360 like instincts instincts predator oh my god i i didn't know those things had level editor yeah like i like i i have vivid memories of playing those those games with my friends and then when they when they would go home i would just like try to create a map and i was just captivated by like the ability to like to make depressions in the ground ah okay yeah yeah because like like, um like fracture almost very much like that Mm, wow (laughs) i remember being impressed by that stuff too yeah i'm i'm i've been watching this this proteus uh gameplay thing you sent me for about 12 minutes and <laughs> i i kind of may i may have to check this out because the graphics it's sort of like a, it looks like it has a or it's from what i'm looking at it has like the doom one and two lo- like look like style mm-hmm. yeah but it's like, a lot more dynamic than that yeah and a, lo- a lot more detailed yeah, it's it's definitely a trip. So, yeah, I, I recommend you try it out. It's a really cool shooter. It's only on PC Game Pass right now, um, which is probably tied to the fact that it is a game preview title. So um, if you got a PC, I was going to say if you got a PC that can run it, but I, I'm i kind of on the borderline of this where it is it's pixelized, so I feel like most machines can run it. But because it looks so good, I'm like, is this actually using some very high-tech shaders or something? Um, I'm not really sure. It runs at a really high frame rate, no slowdown for me, so maybe it's not taxing systems as much as you might assume. Uh, go ahead and give it a shot. If you got Game Pass on PC, give it a shot. I highly recommend it. Uh, and yeah, I'm probably going to play some more of it. Hopefully I can count it as one of my uh, games of this year I've played, because Lord knows. I was looking at my list the other day. I have a through the GG app, which shout out to the GG app. Everyone go download it. It's like Letterboxd for video games. It's really cool. Um, I have a list going to where I'm keeping every single game that I've beaten this year just in a list so that for game of the year stuff, I can easily report back to it and, you know, know what stuff I can talk about. I've beaten only 10 games this year and we're past the halfway. We're, we're, we're right on the halfway point of the year. Pretty much. I've only beaten 10 games and of those 10 games, only shit, only one has come out this year. (laughs) But those are just games with campaigns. Of course, you know, I got my knockout cities and whatnot, but God, I need to beat some more shit from this year so I can have a leg to stand on come the end of the year. So yeah, definitely going to add that on there if it comes out this year. But uh, other than that, uh, speak. forget this year. We got a bunch of old games we've been playing, games from way, way back in the day. Um, and I know, well, maybe not way, way back. You've been playing something slightly more recent than me, but uh, yeah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this remaster you've been dipping your toes into. So as I made it clear on the show and when when um when Insomniac decided to re- recast the the face the, model the face model for Peter Parker in Spider-Man I went like I I 
because of my autism, I really don't do well with change. And with like a change that that happened like almost in a snap. Yeah, with very little fanfare and anticipation. And like the, I don't know why, but like I've been like every time I, I turned on my PS Five, I noticed that ever since like that ever since I bought like I it, it got here on uh, launch day, mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man has been installed on it, and I've oh. never touched it until now. I could have sworn you like tried it earlier and just like bounced off of it pretty quickly. I thought because I feel like it's been on the what we're playing segment before, just under your name. Uh, no, I I went back. <laughs> this is prior to the launch. Okay. I played it on PS4. Oh, it was that's prior why. To, yeah, because I was getting ready for Miles. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I'm like, oh man. Um, but when, back when I was playing it on PS4, it was like, or my second time, I was like, it's just like crying while holding in the controller, like. I I'm why can't why can't they bring you back Bumniak? <laughs> but actually, after playing a, like I'm eighteen percent through the game right now, I'm at the I just finished catching up with with Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Or no, I just finished uh, the like going into feast and showing Marnley the uh, the mask. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm following you. And I've just been like doing some side stuff. Like just some collectible stuff. Have have you been coming around on it? Maybe. Yeah. Um. The like the the way the game looked with Bumniak. The reason I liked him is because he like his face is just like if you randomly picked someone. Like if you if you were looking for a normal guy, like normal ordinary person, that's yeah, the guy. Just, just Tom off the street. Yeah. And the problem I had with Ben Jordan. Is that he looked like he it looked he looked like off brand Tom Holland. Uh yeah. <laughs> a lot of people made that comparison. And after playing the game, like I played the game for like I've been playing the game on and off since uh like a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I I now side with I now agree with uh Insomniacs like like why they chose to do it like because or to make the animation look better yeah because i think the new model more closely aligned to the actual actor's face so they could model yes it uh, a bit better. yuri lowenthal yes thank you yuri lowenthal yeah things happen i suppose or i guess changes happen i suppose but uh i mean the game still i mean you you played the original spider-man back when it came out right yeah i made the mistake of telling some telling some people that i didn't i i had like i I hadn't beaten the game. I was told, "Go beat the game, or you're out of here." <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's one where you you want to know how that one ends before someone says something. Well, the thing is, I I somehow like I played it. I finally started playing it at the beginning of 2019. Oh wow, you took your time. Well, I started playing in 2018 when it came out. Somehow, something else came up, came along, came along, and I lost my way. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I got back into it. Like I started a new, new save or a new, a new game, and yeah, I surprisingly avoid, like, didn't run into any spoilers. Okay, that's good. That lucky on that one. And I beat the, I beat the base game. Didn't I? Didn't do the DLC, which I'm gonna do with this this time around. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of fun. Well. You're gonna have I, a lot of fun story-wise. People have complaints about the side missions in that game or in the DLC. 
yeah, surprisingly, I have not run into any spoilers with that with either with all three of them. Yeah, people don't the the stuff that happens in the DLC isn't as uh crazy. It's a lot more like, oh, okay, yeah, that I don't know, the DLC it's not like paint by numbers, but it does feel less cra- like you've seen the end of the main game, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing on that level that's happening in the DLC. It's just a couple of like, oh, here's some more adventures rather than here's another revelation. And yeah, and you'll enjoy it. As I say, watch like I was watching uh, Mad Mag Muscles play the 2014, or not the 2014, PS4 uh, version. Uh-huh. Like, in my entire time watching Super Bros. Thrones play, they would constantly, uh, or he would constantly talk about talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, boy. And I had seen the video before, but just wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was a, I mean, I feel, I feel like I should have known this, but I, I, I don't because I don't follow Marvel as much. Fair. Too late that sometimes. Wait, wait, hold up. Were uh, you teeing something up? <laughs> well, during the video, he goes to the person he's playing the game with. There was a apparently there was a like a what if like what if uh, Peter Parker became like what if what if he was told with great power comes great punishment. Oh, it's like it's like this Spider-Man costume, but it has like the the white like Punisher skull on it. Oh my god, it's dark as shit. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently imagine. there's an actual yeah. suit, like an actual suit that was drawn of it. That's really cool. Like in an official capacity, or is this like a fan thing? Uh, it, it is an official. Wow, that is that is daring. I and know. Mm-hmm. instead of shooting webs, his suit uh, shoots bullets. Oh my god! Like through his hands. Yep. Oh my god. That's almost comical, not gonna lie, because it's just so opposite of what I think of when I think Spider-Man. Yeah, because it's like the, it's the ultimate, or it's like the what a real life hero would would be. Yeah, uh, there, there's the uh, there's a suit. Oh, yeah. Let me tab over and check this out real quick, because I gotta see this thing to believe it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he straight up just has fit. Because <laughs> I he has, gu- he has guns in his suit. Yeah, it's just bullets coming out. Like when when I asked, because I kind of said that jokingly, thinking no, he would just like hold a gun. But no, he's literally doing the finger move, and a bullet comes out. Multiple bullets. <laughs> yeah, bullet. Yeah, multiple bullets. Man, a barrage. That's fucking crazy. Um. Well, yeah. God, it sounds so preposterous because since we're talking about the Insomniac Spider-Man game, there is no way in hell that Insomniac would take a turn this dark with Spider-Man, but. God, I I dig the idea of it conceptually. That's just really interesting. Yeah, and I just I'm I'm curious as to like as to what like I know and I know that Somniac said that 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 they're in their own their own like little Spider Verse. Yeah, true, true. That only Spider Man characters like basically what's going on with Sony right now. Like yeah, any any anything in the Spider Man universe specifically. Yeah, and I realized that. Or I thought I just had a random thought. Like, I wonder if they'll ever do the Clone Saga. Like, just introduce oh. Ben Riley because they have his suit in the game. That's true. Or I don't know. Or they could. They perfectly set up uh, Superior Spider-Man with uh, uh, with Otto. That is true. That is true. Yeah, there's a lot of like. 
I don't know. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential that uh, Insomniac could do with the next game. Where honestly, all I'm expecting at this point is just, hey, Spider-Man Two. You're tag teaming with Miles and uh, Peter, and you're just playing. You're playing one mission as Miles, one mission as Peter, switching back and forth either at will or for specific missions. Um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But if we get something that goes that far, oh my god, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, and, and as I, as I hoped, as I hoped for in the Miles Morales spoiler cast, like Mike, I think it was like me, me wanting them to have like a, a GTA Five style, like you, you hold down, down, you hold down, the button, and it's you can sw- swap between Miles or Peter at any time, and it just zooms to them in the world. Yeah, like it just quick, lo- quick loads to them. Ooh, yeah, that'd be that. Not only would that just be cool conceptually, but imagine like the random situations that you just like get thrown into. Kind of like Trevor when he's just like in the like you when you switch to Trevor in GTA Five and he has like a three star one at level, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like it'd be like that where like I don't know, Miles is in the middle of like cleaning up some crime in progress. That'd be really cool. I I love that idea. But hey, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. So in any case, um. So you've already played through the whole base game. You so say you're going to go back to play the DLC. It sounds like you've gotten over your, I don't know, dislike of the new face change. It seems like has it settled in with you enough to where you're kind of accepting it? Maybe not excited, but accepting it. I mean, I'll always be team bring back Bumniak. Yeah. Ooh. Go go ahead and talk. I, give me a second. I'm getting called. Okay. So I will always be team bring back Bumniak. But... Uh, it's a more it's a situation where I I have to I have to put my trust and faith in developers and Insomniac definitely they've they have my trust they have my faith and more importantly they have my money <laughs> and my axe and my bow <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you set that up I had to knock it down but yeah I'm right there with you man Insomniac can pretty much do no wrong um actually you know what let me let me see if i can say this next sentence then that i'm thinking somniac here's the thing because insomniac games is called insomniac games i can't just type insomniac games that just doesn't work uh i don't think insomniac has had a miss since maybe fuse like i don't know if they've had a, a more recent slip than that um well they have all their vr games which aren't misses but just games that i haven't played and not a lot of people have played some Oculus exclusives, but yeah, bro, they, they make a lot of great games and they don't, they very rarely make anything that is, that could be considered bad. So yeah, shout out to that. Look, it's so sad. I'm on their website right now and it's like, here's all of our current titles. And of course, Ratchet and Miles and then Spider-Man 2018. And then you get their VR stuff like Stormland and the Unspoken and Edge of Nowhere and you have like a couple mobile things like Feral Rights, uh, the the movie game for Ratchet, Song of the uh, Deep. And then the yeah. further you go, it's wait, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna make a reference to a giant bomb thing that uh, uh Austin Walker made a joke. Or it was a giant beast cast episode where they made a joke called, like referring to Song of the Deep as Song of the Deep South. Oh god. <laughs> That's and a good they, bit. I, and, yeah. and like Austin and Vinny did a little improv bit. Jesus, I can only imagine. Uh, man, I, I maybe don't ride that ride at Disneyland. Um, 
But yeah, you get further down, and it's like, here's all of our legacy titles, and it's fucking Sunset Overdrive <laughs> and Resistance, and it's like, god damn it. That's legacy? You put Sunset Overdrive next to your fucking Outer Knots and, and D- Disruptor? Or uh, Feral Rights? Feral Rights as well. That's another one. Like, come on now. That, that just hurts. That just hurts. Um, I will say, though, if they brought back... if Don't bring back Fuse, but if you brought back Overstrike... That, my friend, could be a million-dollar idea. Like, shit. People, with, with the uh, rumor that, or not rumor, with the confirmation that Insomniac's working on a multiplayer title, everyone's like, oh, what if it's Resistance? Oh, what if it's Ratchet? Oh, what if it's Spider-Man Co-op? Or what if it's Sunset Overdrive? I'm over here like, yo, if they brought back Fuse and just did the original art style and tone that they showed in that trailer before EA shaved it down to the most agreeable form, uh, I would totally get with that. But hey, that's all butterflies and dreams uh let's talk about something that has nothing to do with butterflies and nothing to do with dreams and has everything to do with being another remastered title and that that has to go fast yeah it does have to go fast for sure for sure uh i've been playing speaking of game pass uh another one that came to the service recently is need for speed hot pursuit remastered uh i've been playing that on xbox series x or s i guess i'm still can't find a damn x um, but I've been playing it and I've just been desperately trying to get something that scratches that, uh, burnout itch. Uh, that is my, for every racing game I ever play, I compare it instantly in my head to burnout. And if it's not hitting the same tones, then I'm not really digging it. Uh, I tried horizon, not quite hitting the same tone. I tried dangerous driving. And while it got really, really close, not quite hitting the same tone. Uh, now I'm on Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, which is made by Criterion. The original game is made by Criterion, the originators of Burnout. And it's fine. <laughs> it's totally I, fine. I'm in, a, I'm in the complete opposite like situation. I'm trying to find a game that will scratch the Fast and the Furious hitch that is not Fast and the Furious Crossroads. <laughs> what about uh, Need for Speed Payback? You tried that yet? Uh... Actually, I did. I did resub to uh, uh, EA Play, like on PC. So, oh, wait a second. You're so you subscribe to EA Play separately from Game Pass. Yeah, that's lumped in with my Game Pass. I don't. Pay, I don't pay for that. Like, okay. I don't have subscri- subscription to that standalone. Yeah, I was about to say that because I'm. I know you're on Game Pass. I was about to ask why are you wasting what five or ten dollars a month. But in any case. Uh, yeah, uh, you should try Payback, because I remember Payback was, it was getting made fun of, because they were really trying to go for the Fast and Furious vibe, but if you're looking for something that hits the Fast and Furious vibe, Need for Speed, those games aren't bad, and I know they toned down microtransactions a whole lot once everyone hated it in the reviews, so maybe that's one for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. I mean, the EA desktop uh, application just loves crashing. Possibly uh, loves crashing more than Fast and Furious does. <laughs> hey, that's for damn sure. The the EA desktop app really is just a train wreck. I've tried I've tried installing things on there and the, the problem I kept having was uh I would get on there and I would download a game and then for whatever reason it would stop downloading and I'd be like, Oh, is 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 it done downloading? Then you'd go to it and you can't click play but it'll let you pause the download, but when you hit pause, nothing happens. So it's like, is the download done, or is it stuck? Like, I don't really understand what's going on. I had to uninstall the entire desktop app and reinstall, 
and it was very frustrating and i don't like that gosh darn app one bit it makes me sad and upset yeah i i i can't play mass effect um the mass effect collection because like it launches through ea desktop and will crash at a certain area every single time it's the worst i'm so sorry to hear that that's yeah, the worst like, thing ever i'm tempted to just <clears throat> delete the ea desktop app and just yeah. go back to origin which I, th- I don't think anyone's ever said. I mean, here's the thing. Origin at least works. <laughs> yeah. That's like, the problem. When I tried um, when I tried playing Dragon Age, like going back to that, it said I it said it on EA Desktop that I didn't own the game. It it says I had the game through EA Play. But like it, it Origin still recognizes EA Play as a thing, so it should say something for that. Or at least it should have. <laughs> I yeah, I'm. Know. I'm. I'm th- I think I'm just gonna. Yeah, just just uninstall EA Desktop because, God forbid, I don't even want. I don't even want to think of what will happen if I try to play. Um, if I try to play. Um, something more major on there. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I. I really don't know. I. I would not recommend trying to do everything through there. See, I. While you were saying that, I. It dawned on me. Hey, maybe I can pull up Origin and see if it's gonna be better. Um, I don't even know if it picks up the fact that yes, yeah, telling me to join EA Play like I'm not part of EA Play. Yeah, I, I, wow. I it said I also said I didn't own Mass Effect Andromeda, so I downloaded it through Game Pass on PC, and it's hmm. it's just ridiculous. God damn, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So anyway, EA desktop app sucks, and they. It's been in beta forever. They need to just fix that shit so it can be out of beta, so it can be usable, because you're making people use it now at this point. So blah, 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 blah. So another side note, um, apparently the whole thing right before we started recording, I was talking about this two-hour Homestuck video that I'm about to watch after we're done. Um, Apparently the guy, the Homestuck person who sued that YouTuber who made that two-hour video, uh, it made headlines on Reset Era? Which wow. I didn't know, I didn't know Reset Era because Reset Era is a whole a gaming forum. So like, Homestuck's really like about that action. I, I I don't know. I don't even know what Homestuck is fully. And I'm gonna watch this two hour video to find out after we're done recording. So enough of the non sequiturs. Um, yeah, yeah, desktop yeah. has been successfully uninstalled. Hell yeah! On to bigger and brighter days. Yeah, go play everything else that isn't EA related. Um, so Need for P- Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. I've been playing on console, thankfully, so I don't have to deal with any of that trash. The thing I'm annoyed with on the console version is I can't tell, but I think it's not running at 60 frames per second. Um, I remember seeing once the game got announced and was coming out, uh, they I think they were saying the game was running at 60 frames. Maybe it's an Xbox Series S thing where I know the Series S gets the Xbox One S version of all of the Xbox One games. So maybe that version ran at a lower frame rate and I'm just going to get the lower frame rate. Um, because every now and then I'll see like during cutscenes, during cutscenes is 30 frames, but there's a split second where it's, trans- where it's transitioning from cutscene to gameplay. And in that split second transition, it looks like a higher frame rate for a moment. And then it seems like it goes back down to 30 once I actually have control. So that's a little bit annoying. But overall, my the reason that I'm not super in love with Hot Pursuit is that it's not it's not doing the thing where, oh, I can like there's no road rage equivalent. Like the whole point of the game is you're crashing into cars and stuff and you're 
totaling if you're a cop if you're playing as a cop then you run into these racers to kind of to try and get them to stop and that's kind of satisfying and you can do the same thing for the cop cars themselves where if you're a racer you can crash to the cop cars make them crash but it's not it's not as over the top as burnout is where in in a road rage event and burnout you're literally totaling 30 cars <laughs> where in this one you have to hit one car like six times just to get one car to crash uh, so it's not my favorite thing in the world, uh, but it's it's hitting a certain itch where the, the boost system is the same, where riding on the wrong side of the road, getting near misses, drifting, all that type of stuff is what's going to get you more boost. So that that is a little bit scratching that itch for me, and I'm enjoying that. Uh, I'm unlocking new char chars. I'm unlocking new cars at a pretty consistent rate, so I'm enjoying that. The customization on the cars is pretty interest or pretty fun as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's like halfway there. It's halfway there with the burnout vibes that I want, but it, it's getting close enough to where I'm still playing it. I, I, I'm just under an hour in, but I am, I'm enjoying the game. I'd say, I don't know how long I'm going to play for it. Cause I do think I'm going to just drop all these new games. I'm starting to go back to some of the ones I started. Like I'm, I'm halfway through, I'm, uh, I'm halfway through Prey 2006 and I'm halfway through, or actually, I just started Resident Evil Village, so I need to go ahead and play the rest of that one. Um, I'm halfway through Wet, the random Eliza Dushku shooter. Um, I, I'm going to go back to a lot of those and finally wrap those up because there's no reason for me to just sit halfway through them when I'm so close. Uh, Canon Lynch 1, also in the same category. I'm on the last level of Canon Lynch 1, for Christ's sake. Um, Canon Lynch 1 is the one I voted for. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering because it, it at first it was just one vote for Canon Lynch one. For a long time it was no votes, which I understand. Canon Lynch one, not a not a good game. But I by the end of that poll, because for people who don't know, I put up a poll on Twitter saying which of these games should I go back to? Um, and a lot of people were voting for everything but Canon Lynch. But then I saw I think your vote might have been one of the first ones. And then by the end of it, it looks like maybe three or four people uh, went on the went for the party of Kane and Lynch. So very interesting. I'm going to get back to that one, but I don't know, man, that game is really fucking stupid. Hey, if, Not, if Kane and Lynch didn't exist, we wouldn't have giant bomb. That is true. We wouldn't have giant bomb and we wouldn't have an objectively great game like Kane and Lynch too. All right, let me get off my bullshit for Kane and Lynch, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, need for speed, hot pursuit. I do enjoy. Uh, it's on Game Pass, so you know, give it a shot if you want. Uh, I've been when when it first came out, I was really thinking about hopping in at launch because I was really itching for some Criterion Racing back in my life. I was really itching for it, but I'm glad I waited for Game Pass because if I paid a good forty bucks for this at launch, I'd probably be a little bit upset and just a little bit like irked. But the fact that this is a Game Pass thing, it's like it's it's satisfying my hunger. It's not giving me anything special. It's not giving me anything new. It's just hitting a sweet spot to where I'm like, all right, this is the type of racing experience I was looking for almost, and it's good enough to where I'm probably just going to keep playing. So, yeah, that's my opinion on that one. I don't know if you had any <laughs> Hot Pursuit uh, opinions. I don't know if you played the original one back in the day or anything like that. Yeah, I think I played the original Hot Pursuit. Hmm. The only memories I have really of New for Speed were Underground 1 and 2. Uh, like most of the world. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember I, I I it's very strange that I have that like I, I have it connected to two just a random Chicago Cubs game from 
2004? Did another case where like y'all bought it on the way home from the game or something? No, I mean like I it was I ch- I like I finished playing it for a bit, put on ESPN, and it was a Chicago Cubs game or sh- 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 Chicago Cubs games on, and then uh and then I just like I decided after pl- after deciding to walk away from that, all that I found a thing of uh, Sunny Delight in my uh, fridge okay. that ha- that had gone. Or that had exceeded the expiration date. Oh boy! Okay. Did you and I thought you drink it. So I went ahead and drank it, and no problems. Okay. Well, you got lucky there. Yeah, could have been, could have been much worse. Yes, very much so worse. I've, I don't know. I'm very squeamish. Not squeamish, but like expiration dates. I'm always like, oh fuck. Like there will be milk in the house. Like growing up, there will be milk in the house that is like for today's date, and I'll just pour the whole thing out. Like my parents would be like, you can still use that today, and I'm like, I don't care, man. Like I'm not, I'm not taking any chances. I'm not gonna give myself the shits because I want a cinnamon toast crunch. Um, but in any case, speaking of the shits, um, we, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like we were with the shits when it comes to our predictions for E3, um, which is how I'm gonna segue to the topic of the show here. <laughs> um, we had a bunch of E3 predictions. Uh, if you want to go listen to our predictions as we made them organically. You can go back in our feed and listen to that episode. I want to say it was episode 53, and I'm not entirely certain on that, so I'm pulling up the Anchor account so I can scroll through it and check real quick. Uh, God, it is not 53. Lord have mercy. Uh, if you want to look... Ooh! Ooh, fuck! That reminds me. Um, so, okay, today's Wednesday. The last day that you can buy PSP games is literally, like, this Friday. <laughs> Like after after this Friday, all PSP games will be gone off of the PlayStation Store. And when I say that, I mean you can't buy them through a PS3. You can't buy them through a Vita. Like from what I saw, all the PSP games are gone. So as soon as I get my paycheck at 3 a.m. today, I'm fucking getting all the Pursuit Force games. I'm getting Secret Agent Clank. I'm snatching that shit up. I recently hooked hooked my uh, Vita TV back up. I'm I'm fucking I'm going ham, bro. Um, but in any case, that's besides the point. I just realized that. But episode fifty-five is where you can see all of our summer gaming predictions. Uh, if you want to follow along here, but I just brought those predictions back up so we could look at them. Now that we've gone through E3 and the following days and weeks afterwards, seen well, a lot. Well, we have. Oh. I mean, the summer summer of gaming is still going on. That's what I was saying. Yeah, summer of gaming is still going on. Um, so not all of these are necessarily going to be able to be proven right here, right now. Um, I'm saying for one some of, of these, more one, than of one of them, honestly, one, one, at least one of them for like for you is you oh, did yeah. get <laughs> true, true. I totally forgot about that. Um, so yeah, we're getting well. Eh, technically, we, we might do half points anyway. We're gonna go through the predictions we made. Each of us made five predictions here. And some of them we can't get, we can't address right now because the summer still has to go. But for the ones we can, we're going to go ahead and go through them. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with the ones that I had made. Uh, the first one I said was Metroid Prime 4 reveal at the Nintendo Direct. Now, I'm going to ask you. It. They did acknowledge it. They, they didn't said, reveal. They, they, they didn't reveal the game or they didn't do like a real big reveal. They just said it's not ready yet. Exactly. So 
that's number one. That's my thing where I would lose that point. But do we think we're getting another Nintendo Direct before the end of summer? Because if we think that, then I might hold this one. I, I hope so. I mean, I hope so, too. They got a fucking Switch Pro that's supposed to be coming out this year. So I feel like we're due for well, one. Uh, Doug Bowser said that mm-hmm. they're, they're waiting for the right time to announce that. Huh. Or like they all the leaks and stuff that basically said it's either going to be the second or the 30th of June, they announce it. Like the, oh my God. the the temporary list, the placeholder on uh-huh. Amazon Mexico. <laughs> and here we are recording this on the 30th, and there ain't been jack shit for news on that thing. Huh. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, I mean, in any case, Metroid Prime 4, maybe I've, since they're being so sheepish about the pro reveal, I'm a little bit less confident that we're going to see this game this year. Maybe, especially since Zelda's coming out next year, maybe we're going to see this one like 2023, which means maybe they won't show it until 2022. Um, so yeah, that, there goes my hope on that one. I don't think, you tell me if you agree with this or not. I think I'm going to wait on this one and come the end of July, we'll look at these again and then we'll readdress this one. Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we'll we'll go with that. Um, this next one is one that we're about to talk about for the state of play. Uh, I predicted, first off, I thought Sony would have shown up with a state of play around E3. Not do that. But uh, for their state of play, I said that Horizon Forbidden West is going to get a release date. Um, I'm sticking to my guns on that one here, which we'll talk about in a second. But this is another one where I think we're going to wait until we reassess this list later. So you good with that as well? Yeah, especially... The first first one on my list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first one on your list is definitely going to be same type of vibe. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and leave that one. Um, the third one on my list, Starfield release date. I said that for Summer Games Fest. Um, I think I said it for Summer Games Fest to give me an out of it happening anytime during Summer Games Fest, like anytime during the summer. But we got the Starfield release date. It was just at Xbox's own event. I think that counts, or do we want to do like a half point situation? Actually, no, because I the original I was gonna say it was a half point because it didn't happen at Summer Games Fest, but it didn't happen at E3 either. It was its own yeah, so thing. It was like in between. Exactly. I I feel like because both of them kind of took credit for it. Like Summer Games Fest was streaming it, saying it was part of their event, and E3 was streaming it, saying it was part of theirs. So. I feel like that part is irrelevant, and I got—I was right on the Starfield release date. I mean, God, I didn't say it was coming this year. <laughs> God, that week, just watching, yeah. just like finding out that that there's bad blood apparently between Jeff Keighley and E3, like the people, the people who run like the ESA. Mm, yeah, don't know like why. He, like he wanted to, he wanted to like partner with them. Like with Summer Games Fest, mm-hmm. and they just turned them down. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like at, people are saying there's bad blood between them, and it seems like that is the case, but it seems like the only side that's making any bad blood apparent is Jeff Keighley, because he's the one who's like, like, whenever there's a problem with the ESA, like, ah, oh, what's this? Like, when everyone had to register for E3, and he's like, hey, if anybody wants a badge, just, like, reply to me, and I'll just send you this badge that means nothing. Yeah, this paper badge. Oh, that was that was. I just love. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's. I mean, t- technically, I think 
uh, Josh got he's like he he got approved for one. Yeah, I but, almost signed up for one, but I was like, eh, I think we're okay. Yeah, I I should have I should have thought I should have thought of sign, like signing up for one. Honestly, like I saw, I kind of felt a little bit like some FOMO when all that stuff was going on because I saw some some other. Uh, content creators and sites that were our size were signing up for it and actually getting through. And I was like, shit, we should have signed up. But then like the day after E3, a lot of people who signed up for it were like, so why did we register? Like what, <laughs> like what extra access did we get? Like it, it seemed like it was just a pointless thing. So, you know, it seems like we saw everything that we were going to see either way. So, you know, didn't feel like we missed out on too much there, but, um, what I'm going to do for the Starfield one, I'm going to go ahead and cross it off to say that, you know, it has happened. Uh, where's the strike for thing? Come on. Give, where's this? Come on, Google Docs. Do you have a strike through option? Format? Strike through? Text? Yes. Boom. Gotcha. Um, so that one's stricken through. I'm going to give myself one full point for that. Just because, you know, it happened. I got it. And my attribution of where it would happen is a little bit confusing in hindsight, so I'm just going to just strike that from the text. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, we got one point for that one. Uh, Destroy All Humans 2 Remake, announced at E3. That's just a straight up, I lost that one. <laughs> that just hey, didn't it, happen. It, it could happen. It, it, here's the thing. It could happen. It would have to be next year's E3. Because <laughs> I said it would happen at E3 specifically, and E3 is said and done. We're not getting any more any more things coming from E3 for the rest of the year. So uh, I'm striking that from the record. That didn't happen. Now, this last one, Saints Row Next. Yeah, oh, that was, wait, that was no, it was a little heartbreaking when they announced when, um, when they, when they, when Deep Silver was Deep Silver. Yeah, Deep Silver. They said uh, no Red Faction, no Saints Row, and I think no Dead, no Island. Dead Island. Yeah, no Dead Island. None of those were going to be at E3, and all of us cried. <laughs> Oh boy, especially Graydon with Mr. Dead Island 2 holdout. Um, yeah, none of those games were at E3. And honestly, I thought we'd get something. Like when they said none of those, I was like, all right, so in that case, we're getting a new home front. And home front wasn't even there. So I don't even know what to fucking think. It, it ended up just oh, being no, like. No, home front was part of the ones, they, they were part of the ones that mentioned that like wouldn't be there. Oh shit. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. I thought it was just those three that they announced, but yeah, Homefront, I guess, is a. That's an L. So, hey. So that meant that there was nothing Saints were related at Summer during E3. I'm going to leave this open for the same reason I'm going to leave the. Uh, the God, what did I say? The Summer. No. What do, you, what do you think? Should I leave this open? Because Summer Games Fest technically doesn't end until Gamescom, which is like early August. So. Do we want to keep this and see if they announce a Saints Row with Jeff Keighley at a standalone event in the next month or two? Or do we want to strike it from the record because it hasn't happened during E3 specifically? Uh, well, the parent company, Coke, uh, I'm not, I just fall, just fall into the same thing you fall into, like how yep. to pronounce the name. Koch Media Yep, has a few reveals in store for Summer Games Fest. So. Ah. It, you know what? In that case, I'm leaving this here. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll get my Saints Row within the next couple weeks. Okay, so it was no, it was no Dead Island, Saints Row, Metro, or Time Splitters. Damn. So yeah, Homecoming or or Homecoming, Homefront was one of the franchises they didn't say. So we could have expected it there, but of course, 
RIP to that one. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Saints Row, we'll see what happens. Horizon Forbidden West, we'll see what happens. Metroid Prime 4, we'll see what happens. But for my points total so far, I'm at one point. So we'll keep going through the summer. We'll see if I can get any more points here. Uh, but we're going to see what Al has been up to in with his predictions. The first of your predictions is one that hopefully we'll see in the next couple of days. A new Star Wars game announced at EA Play. Um, EA Play announced to be happening at the end of July here. So we'll find out pretty soon. Uh, you still feeling confident in that one? Yeah, like the... Of course, there's the Star Wars Hunters game that's being made by Zynga. And I've sort of come around on that, like with the reveal that it's not it's not going to be like a Farmville sized game. It's going to be like a triple real triple A game. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah, it's multi- it's a multiplayer like multiplayer only game. Huh? As in like multi- a team at three V three or something. It's going to be a. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I am a little bit annoyed that like all these Star Wars games, EA has had this Star Wars license for you since know, 2012, 2012, since 2013. So for almost a decade, they've had this license and we've gotten what two story based. OK, most of the most of the Star Wars games that have come out have been focused on multiplayer. Not that they haven't had stories, but they've been focused. Like, even with Squadrons, there's a campaign there, but it's mainly about shooting other ships online. Uh, Battlefront, of course. Uh, this one from Zynga. Like, man, why don't we have more Fallen Orders, dude? It, it, it just baffles my mind. <laughs> we could we could have, but, I mean, there was Ragtag. Yeah, uh, the, Amy Hedding's game, yeah. There was the uh, Motive game. Fuck, I forgot they canceled the Motive game. And apparently, like... Like uh, then there's like the news. There's the news that they that they scrapped or they scrapped a scrap. Like they they took something from Ragtag, and we're like gonna try to make a smaller scale version of that. And then they they just I think that I think that's what was Motive's game. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, Uh, in either case, it's really upsetting. But I don't know. I'm a little bit shaky on your prediction for the Star Wars game, just because now. The rumor is that the other even more long dormant franchise from EA, that one's coming back this EA play. And it sounds like Motive is coming back. You mean Dead Space? Yeah, Dead Space. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it seems like Motive is working on Dead Space, or at least that's what the rumor is. If only, if only, um, like they go, they like right in the middle or randomly throughout the show, Mm -hmm. they, they go to the screen. Then a Criterion Games logo shows up, and just like Mag, but with cars, and it's like Burnout Ultimate. Six cars. Yeah, two two hundred fifty six cars all crashing into each other. <laughs> My God, just, that would be a fucking nightmare. But I would live for it. But just make it like, and just add in a little, like try to write in a little story added that it's far in the future, and there's like nuclear, their nuclear powered cars. So like if. <laughs> If it, it like you crash into a car and like it just like a mushroom cloud that will domino effect every single car that's na- like that's even remotely near. Uh, that's just the crash mode. <laughs> I was I was thinking like just a massive road rage on an interstate where it's 256 cars. Here, here's the idea. Here's the idea. Every car is at a different speed. So that way they're not all clustered side by side on the road. So then you could like. 
you know, oh, I'm in a fucking Miata right now. And then you crash and now you're moving up to a Bentley. Then you crash and now you're moving up to each time you take down a different car, you're moving up to a faster type of car until you're like in some supercars at the front. But then people can sneak up behind you and take you out. So I don't know. There's there's an idea there. Oh, no, I got but... taken out by Yaris. <laughs> exactly. First off, that's the reason they don't even play make make burnout games anymore because you couldn't get car licenses for it because car car manufacturers didn't want their cars getting utterly demolished like that. So hey, we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll save Star Wars here. Uh, we'll leave it here for EA Play so we can come back to this in a couple of weeks and see if uh, that comes true. But this one definitively did not happen. Yeah. Uh, this next one, Fallout Four Special Edition. At the Bethesda conference, which we were this still before, thinking. this is before I knew. Like, in in my in my defense, I didn't know that. Like, it was like a, a week or a couple, like a little bit later. There, they were like, uh, the Xbox conference and the Bethesda conference are gonna be one. They're gonna be one show, and I didn't know. Uh, yeah. didn't know that. So. None of us knew it at the time we made these. This was like a good one or two weeks before they announced that. So there's no no shade on you for that one. But yeah, Fallout Four Special Edition. I I still I still agree with you. That sounds like a really not good idea. It sounds like something they would have done. It it doesn't sound out of the blue, out of the wild. But it does. I'm surprised that they didn't announce it. And I'm surprised it's not happening. It seems like we're gonna get. Starfield before we get a Fallout 4 remake, which is kind of wild. But uh yeah, definitively didn't happen. So RIP to that one. Uh this next one I will give to you though. I think this one's definitive. Your prediction was the future of Bethesda uh during the Xbox conference. And so I think you I I how do I say this? I think what we were thinking at the time is that it was going to be Xbox and then right after Bethesda, like they go back to back, but it wouldn't be intertwined. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. It it seems like if that was our thinking, then this seems like you were saying that during the Xbox conference, they were going to pitch to Bethesda for the rest of it or something like that. So it seems like your prediction was they're going to be closely related and that definitely was the case. So I feel confident in giving that one to you. If you're good with it, I'm good with it. And technically, they did show what the future of Bethesda is right now, which is Starfield. It's, they showed the future with Starfield, and they showed the future with Redfall. So yeah, I give that to you wholeheartedly. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to strike it from the record, and I'm going to give you a point for that one. So good job on that one. Um, then the second last one here, Nintendo Switch Pro is an <laughs> Okay, so I I did I like I didn't I didn't it's it just says Nintendo Direct. I didn't specify as to which Nintendo Direct it's gonna be. So this one technically could go all year. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> God damn it. I no, we we labeled the episode <laughs> Summer Gaming Predictions. You have until the end of August, my friend. Okay. Just like I have the end of August for the Metroid Prime 4 reveal, we'll keep it fair that way. Because god damn it. <laughs> There's no way. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and keep it there. Nintendo Switch Pro is announced. You got another two months. So let's see how that one shakes out. Uh, this next one, I was surprised that you made this prediction. And now that we're here, God, that, ooh. Like, that excited me when you made this prediction. But it did not happen at all. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, it turns out that 
what I thought what where, where I thought I was getting my news. That turns out that was that whole thing was a fake. Uh, oh, it fucking sucks. So, uh, long story short, this prediction was Mafia Three Next Generation upgrade, so some PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions, alongside a Mafia Four announcement. Was this based off of you thinking that Hangar Thirteen was working on Mafia Four? Yeah, there's there's a story going around on Reddit that they're working on um, Mafia Four. That it'd be like a Vegas, like it'd be sent in a, a Vegas type area. Yeah. And I just threw That's in the, the Mafia Three next gen upgrade because, like, we can't we can't tell you any. any like, I expect it to be like a we'll show you this, but in in like in the meantime, play this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, I. I totally felt that prediction. When I say felt it, I mean I was digging that. But God, it seems like uh, Hangar 13's working on. Someone explained their next project as Saints Row meets Cthulhu, which yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Especially from this company, where I I look at them and I'm like, oh yeah, they made they made one of the greatest stories of all of video games. Well, now let's make Saints Row Cthulhu, <laughs> like. I don't know, man, but we we got a couple we got a couple more months in all likelihood before we see what they're working on. Whatever it is, I hope it's cool. Um, but yeah, that one totally didn't happen, so I'm striking that from the record. Um, so right now, it looks like we're equal on points here after I strike this one. Uh, three, so two of mine have definitively already happened, and I got one point out of it. Three of yours have definitively already happened. And you got one point out of those, so I don't know, man. It's looking a little, little, little scary out here. Looking a little, 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 little terrifying. But we could easily have it to where I feel like I'm gonna get shafted on Metroid Prime Four, so that could easily not happen this summer. And Saints Row, honestly, could easily not happen this summer too, despite them saying soon. So you know, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days, next couple of months. Uh, and yeah, that's all I gotta say on that one. But now we're going to talk about the more pertinent, more recent, more hopefully imminent information here. Uh, state of play. Sony, of course, has been absent from the summer gaming announcements all the way up till now. Uh, I actually saw here. I'm going to give you this link real quick uh, on the r slash gaming leaks and rumors subreddit. Ital people are pointing to the Italian PlayStation account. Their Instagram recently said something had a story on their page that said something along the lines of make yourself comfortable. It's about to begin. Um, and that might conflate here. I'm going to put it in chat so you can see it as well. That might lead to what people are expecting uh, a state of play to be announced. Uh, people were saying it's getting announced between the 30th or not. Nah, they didn't say the 30th. They said it was going to get announced either this Thursday or this Friday, which would be the 1st or the 2nd of July, which is tomorrow as we're recording this. So uh, who knows? We might getting a, we might be getting a state of play announcement pretty damn soon. And so because I kind of felt that in the air, I said, hey, let's go ahead and shoot out some state of play predictions specifically. Uh, and here we are with those. So, uh, Al, I'm going to go ahead and let you do your predictions first because I realized I left this door open. So I'm going to go close that while you're saying your first prediction. But uh, go ahead and lay it on me, pal. Okay, so the the, the hit game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, there's been, there's been talk of a Miles Morales-esque standalone yeah, that will... More than talk. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's got a name. 
Ghosts of Ikishima. Yeah, I think it's another island that's nearby Tushima. Yeah, and a domain was registered, and it was uh, Shapeshell Nick who, who who stoked this fire. So he he claims to have heard word that Sony and Sucker Punch plan to launch it in 2021, later this year, basically. Which, how? <laughs> that yeah. is wild to think of. Like, uh, like, like that is a rumor I've been seeing going around as well. Uh, that you know we're gonna get some standalone BLC, but Jesus, th- similar to how Miles Morales was a surprise to everyone except me, uh, <laughs> which we've discussed on a previous episode. Uh, that is just e fucking not. Uh, Lord only knows what's gonna happen on that one. I think your prediction is probably on the money at this point. I'm convinced that's gonna happen. I'm still salty that. I don't know. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Ghost of Tsushima, not a game I'm super excited about. Excited for. I own it. I'm going to play it because I love Sucker Punch. But I God, did. I wish it was an infamous game. I tried playing it. Like I went back to it earlier today, but I was just mm. like, I I can't do this. I just can't. <laughs> Why? It's just another big ass open world game to tackle. Well, I I made progress in that game that I don't I don't want to have to redo. Oh, like certain. Oh. Cer- like certain areas, like I, I mentioned this on, on the show before, like mm-hmm. playing through certain stealth, stealth mandated areas, made me like gave me anxiety. Oh, okay, yeah, I can understand that definitely. And there, yeah. like, there are more parts of that game, like liberating certain villages. If you like kill, if you're trying, you're supposed to be a ghost, like take out people, disappear, take out other people, disappear. Instead of being the Solid Snake like archetype, I'm more used to being the. Uh, the he's the only one. Piece. He's only one, but he is. He has the 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 force of a, of like of, a, of like a million. Oh God! So the one man army guy. <laughs> well, yeah, one man army. Um, like there was, I can actually I remember a specific area that gave me like I I felt my heart beating. It was getting. The, the the person who saves who saves the main character getting her brother out of the camp and liberating the other uh, some of the other prisoners. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm because you had to question. you had to like follow uh one of the people like one of the main character like one of the, like a a villain like a antagonist character hmm. and and it's just like I'm not I'm not the best at this and it's like the the self missions in Spider and Spider Man, I hated because damn. Well, I hated the Miles ones. Ah, okay, because those you were actually grounded and everything. Where when you're playing as Spider Man, you get a greater range of motion. And yeah, and with Ghost of Tsushima, I I just don't know whether or not it's wor- worth the anxiety or and the dread. Fair. Yeah, I. I, of course, I am not about to. I am not privy to be able to tell you if it is worth it or not. But people seem to love that game, and I'll tell you right now, man, I will play that game at some point. Cause I, everything that people say about the game, it seems like it's my type of game. I'm just bitter about it not being infamous, but I feel like I have to play it at some point. I'm going to have to play this game. Uh, if if anything, if this if the rumor is true and we get some standalone DLC, I might play that first. Just so I can, you know, see, take, get a taste of this game without the 
40 to 50 hour commitment. So, uh, yeah, time will tell on that one. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just wish that the game had the accessibility options that Last of Us 2 has. Like, for as much as me saying how much that game terrified me, at least I was able to, at least it gives you a way to traverse the story, like to go go down the path of characters. Yeah. Even like if you're terrible at games or if you're if you just want to like be lightly scarred rather than heavily scarred. <laughs> I feel you there. I mean, shoot, we got um since. Well, I you have another prediction here that I'm sure is going to lead into this one. But if it comes to PS5 as a separate skew, perhaps they reevaluate some of their accessibility stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll see on that one. Um, but here bef- before we get to your next prediction, which is going to really seamlessly tie into your first. Um, I'm just going to quickly reiterate the thing that I already talked about in the E3 predictions. Uh, my first state of play prediction, I think we get a Horizon 2 date. Uh, I think Horizon Forbidden West is finally going to get, you know, I think it's finally going to get its release date. But I'm going to get a little bit more bold than that. I'm going to say November. November 2021. Yeah, I think I think it's like early November, though. I think it's going to be like first week, but I'm not adding that to the prediction officially. I'm just going to stick to the month of November. I think people are so concerned about, oh man, like people are expecting at this point Horizon to get delayed. I don't think it's getting delayed. I think once Zelda was confirmed to be next year, I think Horizon has to be this year now. And I think I think they're ready to go whenever with it, but I think that they're going to take as much time as they want to where they can put it out, have enough people play it for game award season and stuff, and it still be on the front of people's mind. So I think November's a good time where you drop it, and it's like one of the last things you play that year so that people are thinking about it come award season. Because I think PlayStation really does care a lot, a lot, a lot about critics and you know the awards that their games get. Um, proof is in the pudding with The Last of Us Part Two. So... Uh, yeah, I think they're going to try and aim for that with this new Horizon game because I think it got shafted uh, in 2017 by Breath of the Wild. So I think they'll see what happens. But these are my hopes. These are my dreams. Don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's a that's a good one? You think November's a decent time? Yeah, like with the pandemic still still being a major force throughout the, the like globally, yeah. especially in the games industry. Yeah, definitely. Like with games like... If COVID never happened, which is, which feels like it feels like one of those, it's like the whole thing on Twitter, like the end of COVID, like when COVID ends is the equivalent of so and so. Exactly when the cows come home or whatever. Yeah. Um. If COVID, like basically, just we'd have a lot of the games that are we were waiting on now out, like they're they'd be out much like like certain games would be better because there was more time given to them. Cyberpunk. <laughs> No, that was just that was just a failure. Wait, Cyberpunk came out at the end of last year, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was right. That game was gonna that was gonna disappoint no matter what, but it could have not been an aggressive train wreck. It could have just been a regular train wreck if it had, you know, the stresses of COVID not bearing up against like that. Yeah. Uh games uh or there'd be there'd probably probably be more PS fives or Xbox Series X's. NS's in the open or in the wild. I'm right there with you. I agree. I honestly, Zelda probably would have hit this year if not for COVID. Yeah. And that's, there, there won't be as many, as many like worried people about the Switch Pro with the whole semiconductor 
outage that are under under are the the lack of the the lack of a large amount of semiconductors that has a lot of people worried that the Switch Pro will be the next Super Nintendo classic. God, don't. <laughs> in, in, ter- not, in, in terms yeah. of like Hard being impossible, rare to find, impossible to get. Yeah, I, I get the comparison, but like, oh my God, that is such a, that was done on purpose. <laughs> this one, if, if the Switch Pro ends up being hard to find, I think it'll be easier to find within a couple months rather than just permanently gone in a couple months. So like, you know, we'll, we'll see on that. Honestly, I could see, I could see Switch Pro not even coming out this year. I could see that hitting, I could see Zelda hitting March of next year already. I could see the Switch Pro following it just so that Nintendo enough stock in place to be able to release it without drastic out of stock issues um but we'll see i don't want to i don't want to talk too much ahead of time because now we're in the playstation station but yeah i i do think horizon 2 uh i keep calling horizon 2 uh forbidden west i do think it's going to come out november we'll see if i eat eat shit on that in a couple days maybe um so yeah that's my first prediction but going back to your prediction to go back to ghost of tsushima you have another prediction related to ghost of tsushima one that feels really fucking spot on after the last couple days um so yeah tell us about this one yeah so ghost of tsushima uh director's cut with like the official reveal for that because it's been rated like esrb rated yeah but hasn't been formally announced this and and like it's not like i when i when i saw that like specifically the subtitle director's cut I had a feeling that I have a, like a game of feeling that yes, I believe it more in this than I do than I did the mafia stuff. <laughs> like that that game is it's happening. It's happening. It well, the game feels like a Criterion film. Hmm. Oh, like Criterion Collection. Yeah. Okay, I feel you. <laughs> and ha- having the subtitle director's cut is something that that feels pretty on brand for that for a game of that type. Yeah, for something that is so film inspired, that director's cut name that's definitely. And I will say this: as I forgot to mention it when I was playing when I was talking about Spider Man, the the just like the lack of a loading time, like when I was playing, uh, my my booted up Ghost, um, it felt very slow. And when I went back to Sp- when I went when I switched to Spider Man, it was just very fast, like super fast. Yeah, that is true. Playing PS5 games, bro. Especially, I've been playing Ratchet uh, not too long ago. Talked about it on podcast. Uh, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy fast. So yeah, I'm right there with you. That could be a big improvement now that it's now that potentially, I guess they haven't announced it yet, but potentially it's coming to PS5. So yeah, I mean, I oh, go ahead. Uh, the the episode we did with Travis. Uh, yeah, I mentioned you know? that. Like, I mem- I mentioned that that this game that the game was going to be on ps5 bound so shit so you were you're way ahead of the game than everyone else then huh well more like i had my ear to the ground okay okay i respect that industry insider alan Muir. uh <laughs> i mean i did i did once like predict like a doctor who like i saw something i saw something on n4g that i then predict i like i just did a random prediction back during gamers itch days like yeah. it was a Doctor Who MMO, <laughs> and lo and behold, a Doctor Who MMO, but it's all puzzles and yes. like like Paper Mario style art art style. Yeah, fucking crazy. 
and Javon was like, wow. Javon was just like, holy crap, man! You just, you just, you, you know, he didn't say Nostradamus it, but I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, just bump up that compliment. I feel you on that one. Yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, at this point, making this prediction isn't jumping out on a limb too much, but hey, at least you'll get an easy point out of it. So. I respect the scheminess of it. Um, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Uh, in all likelihood, it's going to include that standalone content that you talked about for the first prediction as well, right? Yeah, I I imagine that there'll be a a um there'll be a pa- like a dual pa- like a package like a package deal with that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the super expensive edition of Miles Morales that came with Spider Man Remastered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. I just hope I want to be able to just buy the standalone content alone by itself and any additions like this direct. Here's the thing that fucks me over with this. The director's cut, if they add a bunch of enhancements to the base game, a bunch of new things in the base game, I can already play the base game at 4K 60 frames per second because they did the patch. They did the game boost thing. So like if you're if you want me to play the whole base game or if you want me to buy the whole base game again, Give me something more than just new uh, new features, like new graphical features, because I can already get 4K 60 frames. Like, even if, like, updated textures, I'm not paying another 60 bucks or 70 bucks for upgraded textures. And hopefully you can buy the standalone content by itself, because then I'm just going to buy that by itself for, like, 20 or 30 bucks. So... You hear that, funny? Emmett doesn't want this poppers game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fucking tell them. Uh, I'm gonna at Shuhei Yoshida when I post this. Now I'm not gonna. Do you that. mean Herman? Uh, ah, shit. Yeah, you're right. Herman Hulse. He's he's Mr. Indie now. Shuhei is so. Hot damn. Good good catch on that one. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, we'll we'll see what Ghost of Tsushima has in store. We'll find that out within the next few days, I'm sure. Um, the next prediction that I have, this one's a little bit more risky, I'd say. Um, I think we're gonna get a tease or gameplay for Last of Us Factions. Now, when I say tease or gameplay, I mean whatever we see of Last of Us Factions, I think it's going to be super brief. I don't think it's going to be a gameplay breakdown or anything. I don't think we're going to spend a long time on it. I think it's just going to be a couple seconds, and then we're going to move on to, uh, I don't know, we're going to move on to the next, what is it? I'm trying to think. We're going to move on to the next thing very quickly after this. I think they're going to talk about Last of Us Factions more in 2022. I think it releases in 2022, but I think it's going to be like a summer release, which means I think we'll get a full breakdown and such in the spring. That's my thought process on it right now. I feel like they just hired, they just had a listing for uh, like multiplayer economy people to start working over there. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be anything super crazy that we see today or not today that we see soon. But I think they're working on it. I think they have gameplay set up, and I think they're just working on like the systems and the progression and all that. So, yeah, I think we get a tease. I don't even think we get a – we don't get a date. I think it's just a tease. We get to see it. And, yeah, they confirm it for next year. That I'm not adding that to the prediction, but I think they'll confirm it for next year. So, yeah, how do you feel about that one? You think that one's on, on the right path to righteousness? <laughs> yeah, like there's – it's not like it'd be a new thing like Last of Us. Last of Us and Last of Us Remastered had that, and yeah. but this game, but it won't live up to my expectations because my expectation is I want to be able to kill someone with a Vita, and I, I just, I just know that, that. I, I know they won't do that because 
ish like like when when the when that uh character in the trailer like they showed they like when they showed that 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 vita i was like man talk about yeah yeah talk about a memeable moment god <laughs> especially like that meme coming out of that game what it ended up being yeah <laughs> fucking crazy that even happened yeah we'll see we'll see i don't think they'll add anything that crazy but I think they'll have something crowd pleasing in there for some people. We'll see. We'll see. But that's enough of my prediction. Actually, um, oh yeah, this is it's another thing I just randomly thought of. Oh, please lay it on me. So, if it is a trailer or a tease, they tease Zombie Joel. Oh my god! Oh, he doesn't have a brain. How is that possible? Yeah. Oh my god, that would be ooh that and and not change and not have him be like cartoony zombie Joel like they like what they did with Saint like how, how they do the stuff with Saint Show, but yeah. like have him have him like he looked when that event happened. Jesus, the darkly serious zombie Joel, like the canonical zombie Joel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude, that would pit that would piss off so many people. It, I would find that hilarious, but God, ooh, the angry tweet that would just bring up the arguments again. I don't think but, they would want to do that. I know, but a lot of people would want to. Some people out there would think, you know, I hate it, but what? I can make some. I can make some people mad if I, if I, if they get killed by Zombie Joel. <laughs> exactly. Imagine a Zombie Joel skin, and then you can make them because you you know they had all those dances in the Uncharted multiplayer. What if yeah. they start doing that with yeah. the Last of Us? <laughs> And people were just fucking hitting the nene as zombie Joel. All right. I, <laughs> I got to hop off of that one. Uh, let's get to another one that I think. I think this one is going to happen. Your last prediction here. I think it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen during state of play. So uh, go ahead and lay us on with this one. This uh, last prediction you have. So this is uh, mine. My, my last one is Bluepoint acquisition announced. Yeah. As we. For for those of you who haven't been looking at the news recently, they did Sony did recently announce that they just picked up uh, Housemark, and over at Sony Japan, they did their blog post announcement with the incorrect image, actually saying that they bought uh, Bluepoint instead of Housemark, which has led people to think, hey, Bluepoint seems like that's another good acquisition. Seems like that's on the horizon, maybe because they had the image all ready to go. And um, that yeah. is not actually where I'm, I'm that's the, that that is not where why I'm thinking I'm saying that because well, okay. that was actually um, Sony denying that they're that they're like in a arms race <laughs> type of situation right now with Microsoft. Fair enough. Yeah, like I can understand that. Actually, no, I, I was going to make a comparison, but like, but I don't want to call any I don't want to say anything about the Soviet Union. Yeah. Or China. Yeah. Maybe best so they don't so, like you know send their uh, hackers after our site. Yeah, so I'll just say America and America. America's gonna America for sure. Actually, uh, no, no, nowhere's good. Nowhere's Switzerland. Switzerland's good. Yeah, Switzerland works. Yeah, I was about to say that that might not have had the 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 intended effect, but yeah, we can go with Switzerland. That's fine. Um, yeah, this this podcast is the Switzerland of video game podcasts. We do not. Get angry at anyone. Yeah. Or at least we try not to. We try to be the beacon that everyone likes rather than hates. Um, anywho, I'll tell you what. If we if we made God of War and Twisted Metal, we wouldn't make a YouTube channel after. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even want to disparage that man too much. I'm just going to hop off of that. But in any case, so 
you do you think so it seems like you're saying you think they're going to pick up blue point because they do feel like they're in an arms race to keep up with xbox rather than just the news of it leaking ahead of time yeah and for like with all the with the remakes that blue point has has done and there's just their general general work they've done whoever picks them up would it be it'd be a definite like a definition of steel is Sony acquiring Housemark, uh, Housemark, Sony acquiring Bluepoint. I mean, honestly, I think Sony is the perfect develop or perfect uh, publisher to pick up Bluepoint because what Bluepoint does best is they make old games new again and oftentimes modernize them to make them palatable for a current audience. And Xbox hasn't been around long enough to really have a lot of like super duper classic IP like bring back blinks the time sweeper that'd be awesome a lot it's of already, it's already on xbox it's already uh backwards compatible well see that's even more to my point where a lot of the oldest xbox stuff you could get your hands on you could technically play now even if it is still very very old <laughs> where and then i feel like nintendo you could totally bring blue point in and be like hey remake Mar war i was gonna say wario 64 good god mario 64 go remake uh the first star fox and make it a modern you know flight sim shooter or whatever they could do that but they already have teams inside they they have already come to the conclusion that they don't really need to do much work on their games before re-releasing them because people will pay full price people will pay out the nose to play the emulators of the games that they love from their childhood so nintendo doesn't really see they don't see a reason to do that playstation i think is in the perfect crossroads to where they started with the playstation one a generation notorious for how janky and not well aged those games were uh it's it's really hard to go back to silent hill one uh metal gear solid one uh, a lot of those playstation one classics that people love final fantasy 7 hard to go back to despite how much people love that game I would love, I would love a Resident Evil one, like done by Bullet Point. Ooh, see, they did already remit, remake Resident Evil one, so I, I they, I would they remade that, it, but... or they did a re, they there was a remake, but then there was the remaster of the remake. Oh shit! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they they they've never remade because like they did remake it, but it's still very much so the same type of game. So like, like it's it's like saying it's. Not this, like it's not like Resident Evil Two remake, yeah, or three, and those people like one has a is crazy enough as crazy as crazy as it like with Resident Evil One being crazy as it, like crazy enough, just like a modern like with four K sixty frames per second, <laughs> that'd make like the episode of Spaced that was basically the prequel to uh, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Yeah, they could do something crazy like that, but it, that that's that's kind of leading to the point that I'm making, where uh, Blue Point could, with PlayStation's long history of random IPs that were exclusive and just random things that they have in the Sony Entertainment catalog, they could go back. People are already saying, "Hey, they could remaster uh, or they could remake Metal Gear Solid." And yeah, that would be cool. And yeah, I'd be interested in playing that. Parappa. Wait, Appa? What the fuck is that? No, Parappa. Oh, Parappa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you were saying, like, like the fucking flying bison from Avatar, but incorrectly pronounced. <laughs> but, yeah, Parappa, they could, re they could remake Parappa. I don't know if I'd want that, though, because then it 
you couldn't make Parappa the Rapper and have it just be a rhythm game anymore. That would have to be something more involved. So they could do something like that. But I'm thinking like, bro, remake Resistance, bro. Like make it do the Halo. Yeah. Or remake Killzone 1. See, okay, yeah. I could could get with that remaking Killzone 1 because that is the jankiest one where all the other games are pretty playable and pretty still decent by modern standards. I say resistance because imagine resistance one, resistance two, resistance three, and fuck it, maybe go ahead and put retribution and burning skies in there since they're already doing all this work. Do a Master Chief collection type thing where they're all on one disc. You can play through all of them, get the multiplayer from all of them, and you could have all the fucking like they'd probably have to unify the engines a little bit more because resistance one is a lot different than resistance three so you probably have to do some funky stuff with that but man a, a resistance collection just like the master chief collection ah oh, dude I actually think yeah yeah that, that that would be a good like challenger to the throne exactly where i don't think they need to outright go for because that's one thing blue point hasn't done any multiplayer game stuff I, I they dipped their toe into it a little bit with darks or not dark souls demon souls but God, that could be them going full head on to, all right, let's figure out multiplayer servers. Let's figure out networking. Let's figure out big player accounts. That would be such an interesting challenge. And Killzone, I know, is the more well-known multiplayer shooter. And people like Killzone. I feel like Killzone became a thing mainly because of the demo for Killzone 2 and the, the big controversy with that. I think that's the main reason why that franchise is still such a thing. Where Resistance, now that Insomniac is on the fucking map and one of the biggest uh, developers in PlayStation's repertoire, I feel like and, if you brought back Resistance now, it'd be bigger than it was. Yeah, and uh, Resist- they they could they could announce like if they ever if they did announce a new Resistance game and to hold you over. They're never gonna make another resistance game. Let's let's I'm not holding my breath for that. They're never gonna make a new game. This is why I'm saying Blue Point remaster the old ones. And then when people buy that in droves, then maybe in some that will be like, you know what? We have been missing the fact that there's no blood in our games. What if we what, what if we made a game where the main character says fuck? Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Actually, that's a total lie. They've made fucking Sunset Overdrive last gen, so let me shut up with that. Um, but yeah, that that's what I can see. That's the future I can see. That's why Blue Point getting acquired is so exciting to me. But I can see it happening. I really could see it happening. PlayStation knows. They have so many IPs, and they they want their developers to just worry about what they want, have creative freedom, make whatever new franchise you want, and Sony's pretty much okay with it for the most part. Um, but they have all these dormant IPs and blue point would be a perfect way to keep those IPs relevant. So also, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Sony doesn't really have, or doesn't really have like the interest in their own and the backwards compatibility stuff that Microsoft does. And this exactly. um, blue point, blue point would be a great way to like acquiring them, having them bring like the, like uh, the PlayStation plus collection, but just like the, Sony All Stars collection, not Battle Royale though. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it! If only. But yeah, I I feel you on that. Like, bring all of the most iconic PlayStation franchises from the past. Bring that forward so that these games that are locked away on PlayStation Two and especially PlayStation Three and PlayStation One, um, bring them back for a modern audience so we can all enjoy them as well. So yeah, 
I, I like that prediction a lot, and we stuck on that one for a long time. So, uh, yeah, outside that of just that, shows how good th- how good it is. It is. It's a really good move. I hope they do it. Um, but one thing I think is a little bit more realistic, possibly, um, for this state of play. I think my final prediction here is I think they're going to have another deep dive on an independent title. But I didn't want to just say that. I wanted to get specific. So I think we're going to get another deep dive on either Goodbye Volcano High or Season. I think we're going to spend a couple minutes on it. I I don't think it's going to be... I think we're going to get a trailer, but I think it's going to be one of those trailers where someone's talking over it, you know? Yeah, I forgot both of these games. (laughs) Okay. I feel terrible. It's fine. It's fine. So um, I'm going to explain it for audio listeners while I find a trailer for you to look at. But Goodbye Volcano High um, was the... It looked like Life is Strange, but with furries, where it was a bunch of, like... It was a bunch of like anthropomorphic animals, like in a high school setting, and it looked like it was a visual novel. It had like, uh, hold on, let me type in. It's hard for me to talk. And is it a bit like Danganronpa? Kinda like Danganronpa, where I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any. Uh, what is it called? There's no like murder or anything in this game. It looks like it looks like it's just a regular, narrative teenage drama. Um, here I found the trailer finally. Uh. Wow, not a lot of people looked at this one. Less than a million views from the official PlayStation account. In any case, uh, yeah, it, it's, it has this art style where it's, it doesn't look like a game. It just looks like a cartoon. Like, it straight up looks like... I, I was going to say BoJack Horseman. That is not the art style at all. But it just it's strictly a cartoon, and it just looks like this the entire time. I don't see where the UI is coming in. Um so, and I don't know if this is like a game engine or if this is like a pre-rendered thing the whole way through. It's very impressive looking, but um, and it and it, it just has like, like these are anthropomorphic animals with like big anime eyes and stuff. It's like it it has Rule Thirty Four vibes. It has very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask if this was vibes. if there was like gonna be an announcement of like a companion TV series or uh, streaming series. I mean, I could see this. I could see it. Why? Uh, I'm looking at the official PlayStation trailer. Why are there so many dislikes? I think it's because... 10,000 likes and 28,000 dislikes. I don't understand it. People are mean on the internet. Oh, actually, this was during the reveal of the PlayStation 5. So I think people saw this and they were like, where the fuck is Uncharted? I don't want this fucking teenage angst bullshit. I'm looking at the comments now. Yeah, I found a comment. So guys, what should we use to show off the new capabilities of the PS... PS5. Rips a line of coke. Not in the woods. So much worse. Oh my god. This doesn't... This game looks cool, goddammit. Yeah, I it, it, it does. Like, exactly. I think people were just mad that it wasn't showing off the power of the PS5, but, you know... Like, it's never been a better time to be a gamer, but yeah. it's... it's For a long time, it's been a bad time to be a person who likes video games and has to deal actually... with other people. <laughs> who like video games all right all right that that works a little bit better i was gonna say it's the opposite where it's a good time to like it's a good time to enjoy video games it's a bad time to be a gamer because once you're a gamer then you're in all the bullshit but if you're just playing video games and don't own a twitter account then yeah you're perfect (laughs) that that's the type of vibe i'm on but uh but yeah i think volcano goodbye volcano high is that game if you remember that one and season has even less information about it um let me find this one season game uh this one was also oh, shown revealed at the game awards yep it was revealed at the game awards 
the developer of uh, the Darwin Project, the free-to-play uh, Battle Royale game that got canceled and is no longer a thing and the servers are shut down. Uh, that dev is making this game. Uh, putting... Scavengers. Scavengers, yes. And actually, I think one of the developers at that studio said some fucked up shit. So maybe season isn't here at all. We'll see. But I only say season because just looking at the game, just the trailer of it is just like black woman in a field just vibing. And she has like a little bicycle. She's riding around and there's like some mystical beings and a lot of really pretty art and cool vibes. And when you want to talk about like something that's going to visually wow people, this gives me the vibe of something that's going to visually wow people. Because this looks, this looks like more of a game than Volcano High does. So I could see what a deep dive of this could be. Um, honestly, it's giving me like modern day Sable vibes. Yeah. Not, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, so yeah. Oh man, this game. Oh, I, did I see this trailer? Cause I don't remember it having this much <laughs> shit. Holy shit. This is looking really cool. All right. Let me, let me send you the link to this. Cause I didn't no, see. No, I just, I just watched it. Oh, the, the game awards one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're already looking at it. So yeah. Oh man. Season I, looks I'm in. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm in too, dude. I am fucking in. Um, so yeah, I can see them doing a deep dive for one of these. I know that they said, when they had the announcement trailer for Goodbye Volcano High, the description says it's coming this year, 2021. So that's a good that's a good bet for one that they show off. Season, I feel like Season would just be a more hype game to show off in one of these types of presentations. I'm just not 100% certain that Season is ready or yeah, that Season see, isn't toxic. <laughs> season has 10,000 likes and 200, 275 dislikes. And all the all the comments or most of the comments are somewhat positive. I think this is more positive because this is see, this is the game awards and this isn't like there was no pressure for Sony to show, Oh, this is why you bought a PS five. This is just a pretty looking game. And the people who want the pretty looking game are going to go find a trailer for the pretty looking game and be like, I can't wait for this pretty looking game where for volcano high that if you were sitting there, wait, cause you got to remember that whole presentation ended with the price and i still don't think the date was even on that presentation so like people were fucking waiting with bated breath for the reveal of the actual console and the actual price of the thing and you get this <laughs> you see fucking anthropomorphic animals that honestly look straight out of rule for like straight off of deviant art so like i understand why people were upset but it's not their fault god damn it i mean there was I think people, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I remember because that was what, that was the, they, they also showed that during that thing that the uh, Mario, not that, that, um, Miles and Ratchet. Oh, mm-hmm. I think they ended it with Ratchet and started it with Miles. Yeah. I also yeah, remember, I also think they, didn't they show Black Ops? Uh, oh yeah, Cold War. Uh, they, I think they did, like the single player mission. I feel like they did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I think I'm. I think the only thing I remembered from that, um, from that like presentation was watching the stream with you, that you, Eric, and Mario and Rose did. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you just that. losing your mind at uh, Ratchet. I couldn't believe they brought Ratchet back when when Ratchet fucking plopped down on the ground and I saw Dimensionator portals pop up. I was like, fucking, they're going back to the 2013 <laughs> one. Ah, I was so excited. I thought they were just going to reboot the franchise because the 
PS4 game did so well. But hey, that was very hype. And uh, hopefully for this incoming state of play, it will also be very hype. So we'll see. Um, oh, and just to wrap up my, my uh, prediction, did I put it on here? Uh, yeah, whichever, whichever indie game that they do a deep dive on, we're getting a release date. We're going to get a specific date, when we can buy it, when we can play it. I think it's coming for one of those two games. But that wraps up all of our predictions for the state of play. And here I go saying, oh, yeah, this isn't going to be a two-hour epic, uh, he said right two hours before we get to this point of the podcast. So <laughs> uh, another longer one here today. Uh, I've, been, I've been trying to get better about, like, making sure the episodes aren't super long because it can be intimidating when you're like, okay, I'm going to try out this new podcast. What, how long is this episode? Two and a half hours. Fuck. So, like, I'm trying to make them a little bit more bite-sized, but god damn it, I fucked it up again. But it's okay. We'll we'll go with this one. Um, I'm not cutting anything out, god damn it. So we're just going to keep it moving. And we're going to talk about the housekeeping segment. Uh, so, yeah, we got a whole bunch of links for you. Honestly, everything here today is just videos. We've been grinding on the video grind, putting out a bunch of stuff um, from all of us. Honestly, I'm looking at this. It's mainly me and Graydon. <laughs> Just this week, but we got a lot more stuff coming. So, you know, hold your breath. We got some stuff here. Uh, starting today with uh, another episode of Graydon's Life is Strange 2 Let's Play, The Captain Returns. Uh, so go ahead and check that one out. That's the first link. Next link is another one of my uh, E3 gameplay demos. This time I'm playing Cat Lateral Damage Remastered, um, which is a, a remaster of one of my favorite little indie games on the PlayStation 4 generation. Uh, very relaxing game. You just play as a cat. You knock down as much shit as you can. So if you like the idea of that, go check it out. It's a really fun and interesting game. Uh, I also played Button City. That's another demo that I played. Very cute art style. Uh, a lot of mini games. It's like an arcade. It's, it's like you're a kid in an arcade and there's a story related to the childhood stuff, but you're also playing arcade games as well. It's a... Hard one to describe, but very visually stimulating at the very least. So go ahead and give that one a, a glance. Uh, we also have another episode of The Life of Strange 2. Let's play Professor Diaz. Uh, so go ahead and check that one out from Graydon. Also from the episode from episode two of Life of Strange 2. Uh, so go ahead and check out that part of Let's Play. Then uh, another video from me, Clone Drone in the Danger Zone. Uh, a little E3 demo of that one. I really enjoyed that one. And I know if you look at that game, it looks like a Roblox knockoff. It is a lot more fun than that. It is strangely satisfying. I, I really, I, I can be specific about how it's fun, but like, just look at that video. And honestly, apparently that game is like kind of a thing that a lot of YouTubers play. So surprised to see that there's like 15 views on that video <laughs> out of nowhere. I hadn't even tweeted about it yet. So it's very, very strange. So yeah, go ahead and check that one out. That game's really cool. Uh, then we have Big Yellow Taxi, another episode of The Life is Strange 2. Let's play from Graydon. Uh, another Let's Play of mine where I'm playing Death Trap Dungeon, which is an FMV game where you make little choices and you progress the story. Uh, it's just a little demo as well. Very short demo, but I fuck it up several times. So the episode's longer than you would think or the video's longer than you would think. So check that one out. Then we have uh, another episode of Life is Strange. Uh, Let's play. So give that a gander. And then we have the final two uh, Let's Plays of my E3 demos. One is for Faraday Protocol, which is a game that Graydon talked about on the last episode of this podcast. Uh, it's a first-person puzzler. It has some Portal vibes. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I played a little bit of it if you want to see some gameplay. So go ahead and give it a gander. 
and then uh, the Eternal Cylinder, which is the weirdest game I've played in 2021. Uh, it's like Oddworld, but even odder than Oddworld. It is, I don't even know how to describe it. You play some weird animals with the weird objective. Like you're playing as animals on this planet where this, this giant cylinder coming. So you have to keep raising bars into the sky that stop the cylinder. But then the cylinder keeps going every couple minutes. It's, it's very strange. I don't know how to explain it. Watch the gameplay of it because I can't really describe it much. And uh, I'm going to have some more E3 videos coming. I recorded a couple on my PC natively from some Steam games. And uh, yeah, you'll see those as soon as I am done making the thumbnails and cleaning up the YouTube upload of them. Because I made all the videos. I just got to do the SEO and do all the titles and the descriptions and whatnot. So I'll be doing that probably later tonight uh, after I get a bite to eat because your boy is growling down here. Uh, but that's all the housekeeping for today. Uh, anything else you want to say, Graydon, before we sign off for the day? I'm not Graydon. This video, right as I said that, and as soon as I said that, I was hoping you'd just slide past it. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, anything else, Al? <laughs> Alan, that you want to, uh, tell the people about before we hop on? <laughs> um, yeah, by this time, or by next week, things will be looking different. We'll have, we have an announcement to make next yes. week. That is true. Yeah. Very exciting announcement um, where for all you folks who do come back here regularly, um, we'll have a way for you to uh, support us even more if you would like. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be cool. And uh, yeah, we will uh, see you next week with that announcement. And also tentatively, I I got to see who I can gather together because you, you haven't played all of Rift Apart yet, right, Al? I'm going to try to play more so i can get in on that on what you're trying to set up mm -hmm. yeah I, i'm thinking of doing a, a spoiler cast for ratchet and clank and rift apart i want to try and get a couple different people some people who have a history with the franchise some people who don't uh, i'll let you know if i'm able to tie a knot on that and get a a, a good cavalcade of folks here uh but yeah be on the lookout for that that might be next week's episode of the players club podcast but um yeah that is going to be it for us and we'll have that announcement next week god next week's gonna be a fucking doozy huh um in any case uh we'll see you next week with the next episode of players club podcast uh thank you all for listening thank you all for supporting thank you all for everything you do this has been me uh, I'm at can i here today. can i say something go ahead <laughs> um so i just want to say savta i love you and i wish we i hope we see each other again that's just okay. i just need one to say that i'll tell you more after when we're done with the show gotcha no no problem man no problem so yeah so this has been emmett and al uh thank you all for listening to another episode of the players club podcast we'll see you in the next episode and as i always say keep it real keep it real and play on play up adios y'all